Welcome to Rock Welcome to Rock Strikes 10, the show guaranteed to always give you 10 songs, no more, no less. My name is Joey. I want to thank everybody for tuning into the show here today, whether you're doing it at cnjradio.com, or you're subscribed and leaving a star rating and review on iTunes and never missing one single episode. Thank you especially everybody who does that. Alright, as promised, we're doing non-Rock and Roll Hall of Famers covering Rock and Roll Hall of Famers. Of course, an easier list to put together for sure but I decided to pick some truly great performances, maybe a handful you haven't heard before. That's what I try to do at least on here. Let's kick things off real simple-like and super freaking awesome. One of the true embodiments of rock and roll. And also covering one of the other true embodiments of rock and roll, Motorhead covering Jumpin' Jack Flash. Just go ahead and turn it up right now.
from the CD re-release of their super amazing, massively criminally underrated album from the 90s called Bastards. That was Jumpin' Jack Flash by Motorhead. If you're looking for somebody to uh, recommend a Motorhead album that is an Ace of Spades, then you need to get Bastards. Like, uh, just off the top of my head, Another Perfect Day, Bastards, Inferno, go with those if you don't have them. Those are great, great rock and roll albums. Alright, let's keep things going here with another great British band covering another great British band. Why not, right? That'll probably occur at least another time here on this episode. Didn't plan this one that way, but let's go for two in a row. This is the aforementioned on the previous episode, The Sweet, off of their classic album Desolation Boulevard. This is The Sweet's cover of The Who's My Generation.
there you go. I cut out the uh, ending part there. You're welcome. <laughs> that only works if you're listening to the album. So uh, there you go. The single edit of My Generation by The Sweet, of course, originally performed by The Who on their landmark debut album, My Generation. The Who sings My Generation. Uh, yeah, we gotta get both of those things. Desolation Boulevard and The Who sings My Generation. All right. And, you know, this is definitely one of my other Rock and Roll Hall of Fame protest episodes. Everybody performing on the show here tonight should, by no doubt in all accounts, be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. It's stupid and criminal that they're not. I'll try not to do that too much like I did on the last episode. But, damn, man, a guy like Warren Zevon should absolutely be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And uh, I just don't understand it. Top five songwriters of all time for my money. The guy could paint an image the same way Stephen King puts it on paper for you and you see it as you're reading it. That's, uh, and you know, I know Stephen was a big fan of Warren's, just like Letterman and other like-minded, amazing people that uh, truly excel in their fields. Uh, but yeah, Warren Zevon should definitely be in there. And uh, here's something from an album that you may not even know about. Uh, back in the early 90s, I believe, Warren got together with uh, all the members of R.E.M., Sands, Michael Stipe, of course, and they put out this one-off album under the name Hindu Love Gods. And on it, uh, one of the songs that definitely gets talked about a lot from it, and it's even on Warren's Best of Genius that I recommend. It is called Genius, actually. Uh, but on it is a, a, a song, you know, covering a Rock and Roll Hall of Famer. At the time, he wasn't, of course, but now he is. And uh, covering one of my favorite artists of all time. So it's one of my favorites covering one of my favorites. How can you go wrong? Here's Warren Zevon and Hindu Love God's take on Raspberry Beret.
Now, I would never be guilty of being called one of the bigger REM fans in this world. However, I gotta say, Peter Buck's guitar tone is a thing of beauty. That is a classic guitar sound right there. So that really, uh, one of the things that really makes that track right there. So there you go. Hindu Love Gods, which is R.E.M. without Michael Stipe plus Warren Zevon. An upgrade for me right there. And that was Raspberry Beret. You can find that on the self-titled Hindu Love Gods album, or you can find it on the Warren Zevon Best of Called Genius. I highly recommend that one for sure, especially if you have nothing by the man. Right. Okay, we're going to move on here to this one. I've been looking for an excuse to play this song on the show for a long time now, and I'm finally glad that I'm able to do it. This might actually be one of the performances that really uh, influenced this episode. Uh, But yeah, I've been a fan of this version since it came out. Uh, I was truly fascinated by it, and at the time, I wasn't even that familiar with the original. I was not raised properly. So sometimes the cover version is the thing I heard first. Like I heard Smoking in the Boys Room by Motley Crue first, as maybe a lot of people of my age did. You know, things like that. I think even the first time, uh, Gulp, but I think the first time I ever heard Schools Out might have been by Crocus. So there you go, a little about me there. Uh, But yeah, one of the first times I ever heard this song was this version. So yeah, I've had an interesting journey with this song. Love the original, of course. It's truly great and one of the most innovative songs ever recorded, period. And covered by one of the most innovative bands of all time, period. So here you go. This is Devo and their version of Are You Experienced?
There you go. Devo's version of Are You Experienced from their album Shout, 1984, I believe. And you know, at the time, that was just such a, probably a sin by a lot of people. But now the Devo is retro. It's like retro, retro, like modern retro, I guess. I I don't fucking know. But what I do know is I love that version of Are You Experienced. Uh, The video's just as good. <laughs> Go check out the video. It's really weird. And uh, I think people might have thought that they were picking on Jimmy, but I, I don't believe that they were. I think they were paying tribute there. And it may be so much as uh, making fun of the commercialism of dead artists. So, yeah, go check it out. Cool video. It should be on their video DVD, but the Hendrix family denied them the rights to it. Yeah, there you go. One of the great quotes is on the back of that DVD. I always will remember it. And talking about that incident, to seek permission is to seek denial. (laughs) So just do it, you know, right? Why not? All right. Uh, I talked about Zevon earlier, one of my other top five songwriters of all time. And I, I don't understand why he's not in the Hall of Fame, as critically acclaimed as he is, is the late great Harry Nelson. Uh, So, no explanation as to why. I haven't heard anything about why he's not in there. It just makes zero sense to me. Probably because he's still kind of a cold artist at the end of the day. Uh, And also, I'm going to do that snobby thing that some people do whenever people know anything about their favorites. I gotta say, in all truthfulness, and the same thing goes with Zevon too. I don't hate these songs, but I think it's a damn shame that like Warren Zevon is pretty much just known for Werewolves of London, and that Harry Nilsson is pretty much just known for Everybody's Talking. Two of their worst songs, <laughs> really. Legit. If you listen to their entire catalog, you know it to be true. It, it's probably just because it appeals to the masses, I guess. It, it, they're simple songs, so that's probably why. I, I don't know, but it's just dumb. It makes me upset. But uh, what doesn't make me upset is uh, this uh, Harry Nilsson covering the Beatles. And the Beatles were definitely early boosters of Harry Nilsson. I remember uh, there's that famous uh, moment where Lennon and McCartney single him out in a press conference about who's the best new artist out there, and they in a word, Nilsson. So I guess maybe they were recording him for Apple Records, I don't know. But uh, at the time, uh, Harry actually threw down this version, uh, which originally appears on the White Album. So maybe you haven't heard this one yet. So here's Harry Nilsson's take on Mother Nature's Son.
sessions that would come out of a little touch of Schmilson in the night that was Harry Nilsson's version of Mother Nature's Son of course a Beatles song originally that performance is from 1969 good stuff there just so beautiful all this stuff is just as beautiful as he wanted it to be if he didn't want it to be beautiful he would definitely take it in different directions but Harry was great in that sense along the lines of some of the classic alcoholic writers of all time you know Hemingway that other guy all right thanks David Tell okay this next performance, I have a feeling most of you haven't heard this. I, I'm just new to this version myself. It's only a few years old. Had to get this through other means and not from an album that it appears on, but a uh, live performance that I might have seeked and found other places on the interweb. But uh, to prove the point here, and uh, the fact that there's alumni for this artist in this band covering this other guy, it's a whole thing. L nice little family tree action going on here. Hardcore music nerds will know what I'm talking about here, but King Crimson, of course, should definitely be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I don't see any question as to why they shouldn't. There's just no doubt in my opinion. You know, one of the true great uh, prog rock or art rock bands of all time, just right there, right along there with Yes, even Steven, in my opinion, as far as greatness, uh, maybe even more so. I'm, I think I, I'm definitely a bigger Crimson fan than Yes fan, although I do love Yes. Uh, but here you go. There's, uh, like I said, speaking of the alumni I aforementioned, uh, a couple of the guys in the band had played with David Bowie in the past. And uh, so, you know, after David died, they went ahead and started performing this one live on stage. And I just think that this is an amazing version of the song. So here you go. Here's King Crimson and their version of David Bowie's Heroes. I could swim 
That was King Crimson, a live version of David Bowie's Heroes from about three years ago. They've been doing that on tour. Really wish I would have gone to see them. Not just because of that, but I just missed out on them last year when they were touring. God, who knows how many other times they're going to do that. So hopefully they'll give me another shot and I'll definitely make a point to go. I'm a disorganized fuck, by the way. Just wanted to bring that up. I'm trying to make strides in getting more organized, uh, having an actual calendar, a PDA or what have you. So, uh, you know, we'll see what happens. And this is another reason why I'm behind on my shows. And I'm sorry for people that wait around for them. Uh, there's very few of you, but I do appreciate you. Uh, so, uh, yeah, just throwing that out there. A little about me. I'm not perfect. All right. <laughs> but I said all that just to be like, I don't see all the shows I, I want to see. That's more of a money thing, usually. And just, you know, but some of it is planning. I should be able to ask for those nights off from work way in advance because they announce shows way in advance at this point. I'm just a freaking weirdo and I'll, I'll figure it out someday hopefully you know i just turned 40 there's still time to improve you know i don't believe in you know mailing it in and locking everything down by the time you turn a certain age you can always evolve all right <laughs> so yeah let's uh let's move on here uh, <laughs> uh one of those uh wacky ass bob kulik produced tribute albums will give you a lot of great one-time quasi pseudo super groups out there and this performance will be no exception so here's uh from a tribute album i kind of forgot about actually but it actually has a handful of good performances on it uh, and you know of course it, it fits in with the theme here of not hall of famers covering hall of famers so uh here is a friend of the show paul taylor along with a guy i met one time a long time ago a really nice guy greg bissonette from the eat and smile band Stu ham a uh, longtime bass player for Joe Satriani, uh, Ingve Malmsteen, ego and all, and on vocals you've got the late great iconic should be Hall of Famer twice or three times over now, Ronnie James Dio, and their version of Aerosmith's classic epic ballad, Dream On.
right, there you go. Ronnie James Dio and Friends covering Dream On, uh, an excellent song that Dio was born to sing, in my opinion. Awesome, awesome stuff there. Yes, we are in the bottom half of the show here tonight. I'm just going to go ahead and do uh, this whole block here of all the metal icons that should definitely, without a doubt, be in the Hall of Fame. I did some rants about it in the last episode. Go back and listen if you didn't hear it. And I did a long rant about how Iron Maiden should be in there as well. So here you go. Without getting on that soapbox again, here is Iron Maiden's version of Led Zeppelin's Communication Breakdown. Enjoy. There you go, Iron Maiden and their version of Led Zeppelin's Communication Breakdown, which was originally a B-side. I forget what single it's on. I'm sure there's a Maiden hardcore out there that's going to chastise me for not knowing that. But uh, there's a a B-sides collection off of the Ed's Archive box set. That's where I got it from. So there you go. Fun cover there. A nice uh, no-frills, you know, buy-the-book version. Nothing wrong with that sometimes. So uh, here you go. Here's one right here. 
And uh, like me, I'm sure a lot of you did not realize that this was a cover the first time you heard it. It's just like who, this great, awesome, heavy song with a weird-ass song title. And, uh, uh, you know, so there's your hint. So can you guess what it is? Yeah, okay. So on top of that, I'm sure a lot of you would have been equally surprised to find out that this was originally a Fleetwood Mac song. Not the Fleetwood Mac that your kids know. But the OG version of Fleetwood Mac, the Peter Green led Fleetwood Mac, which is such an entirely different entity musically and stylistically and and all those other adjectives that, you know, people that just have rumors would not even recognize this kind of music at all and and definitely not know it to be Fleetwood Mac. Uh, But yeah, I say all that to say this. One of the signature songs from the Peter Green Fleetwood Mac era is definitely the Green Manalishi with the two-pronged crown, which I have a handful of covers of it. But of course, the best version of it here is by the mighty Judas Priest.
from Hellbent for Leather or Killing Machine, depending on which side of the pond you live on, because we're equal opportunity here on Rock Strikes 10. And also, I think my listenership is about equal from the U.S. to the U.K. So there you go. Judas Priest, their version of the Green Model Ishii with the two-prong crown. Such a great heavy metal version of that song. It's like it was meant to be. It's crazy. And and like the other one, like, you know, Priest doing Diamonds and Rust by Joan Baez. Like, how did that even happen? I mean, maybe it's because Zeppelin covered Babe, I'm Gonna Leave You. So the metal guy started listening to Joan Baez records at night. I don't know. But Priest picked such cool songs to cover that, well, in the sense of like, you know, making them awesome when they did them as well. Especially in the case of Joan Baez. Not a fan. Anyway. Of course, the last one here, and people talk about Motorhead, Maiden, Priest not being in there, Dio. Uh, but I feel like they always leave out the Scorpions, and the Scorpions is just one of the great bands ever, and they get no respect in the critical field. And this is a band that has literally been gigging as the Scorpions for like 50 plus years now at this point. Yes, I said 50 plus years. They actually have been doing it that long. They didn't get signed until the 70s, but they've been doing this since the 60s. I mean, that's some Beach Boys shit right there. So, mucho respect for the Scorpions, and I just don't understand people that don't like this band. They're just such fun, and, you know, they don't take themselves too seriously. Sometimes they do get serious, but they do a great job when, you know, they they can do it all. That's basically what I'm trying to say. So, you know, a few years ago they did a a half remake of their Greatest Hits and Half Covers album called Come Black. And I even like that. You know, I I realize it's unnecessary to really re-record your hits. And maybe they were just doing it to get on a Guitar Hero or something like that, which I, I can completely get behind because th- there's some good money in them darn hills back in that uh, at that point. But uh, yeah, I, I enjoyed the cover thing. I wish they would have done more covers than remakes. Uh, but right here, I mean, of course, pretty much everybody that's covered on Come Black is a Hall of Famer, so it was just a matter of picking which one I liked the most or felt like playing. So we open with the Stones cover and we close with the Stones cover. So here is Scorpions! and their version of the great Ruby Tuesday. She would never say where she came from Yesterday don't matter if it's gone Why the sun is bright Or in the darkest night No one knows She comes and Where 
catch your dreams before they slip away. I'm dying all the time. Lose your dreams and you will lose your mind. There you go. And that was, and say it with me, three, two, one, Scorpions! Yes, and their version of Ruby Tuesday, the Rolling Stones classic. Hope you enjoyed that. Go check out that second half of Come Black, especially some great covers on there. You might have heard their version of Tainted Love, which is awesome. And uh, what else they do on there? All Day and All the Night. Could have played that too. Anyway, it's, it's all good. Across the Universe, yeah, they do a good job of that too. Like I said, they can do it all. So what's holding you back, Hall of Fame? Snobbery. Yes, that's what it is. Yeah, I, I guess, and and I'll close it off here. I guess it's more important for them to have uh, friends of influential people in the Hall of Fame, such as your Jackson Browns and your Bonnie Raitts. I use them as generic examples of generic people in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> Because I truly believe that. I just, uh, I don't get it. So, there were ten bands right there that I played here on the show. Not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. So, further proof that you shouldn't take the Hall of Fame too seriously. But I still want them all to go in because some people do take it seriously. There you go. That's what it is at the end of the day. It's that is what it is argument. But yeah, anyway, it was an excuse to play some good tunes. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. Check out this and all the other 334 episodes of Rock Strikes 10 on cnjradio.com. That's where you get them all. Yeah, and uh, the latest hundred are on iTunes at this point. So if you want them all, you got to go to the website. Maybe that'll change down the road, but we'll see. But while you're on cnjradio.com, it's a great catch-all for a bunch of great podcasts, such as the flagship Wrestling House Show with myself and Chris, a pro wrestling podcast unlike any other, a Synaptic Empire audio transmissions by my friend Randy Brown, who is a true alternative, and a true alternative even from the show I do here. So that's why it's on there. Also... While you're there, check out Last Theater with Chris. Got a handful of uh, series episodes out there that if you haven't heard them yet, go check them out. And uh, Talking Rock with myself and the great Mark Striegel of Talking Metal, where we talk about a random rock topic for like 30 to 45 minutes. And there's a new episode coming up this week, so check that out as well. It just hasn't gone up yet for my own fault. That's It's my own fault that it didn't go up. So I'm working on it. I'm working on it. And I, uh, I apologize to Mark. He's been really awesome about just having the show hosted on CNJ radio so you know honestly i just don't want to let him down so um i'm gonna get 
back on schedule with that also the and you know yeah i know i got a lot on my plate uh the uh, sooner than later i am vinyl podcast with myself and the great pete larusa from space beard pete's a friend and we've already got the pilot episode recorded he's got the second episode recorded so once we get this thing posted we will be on a roll and off to the races it's gonna be great so yes i am vinyl podcast coming soon of course when it comes out i'll promote the shit out of that so yeah big things doing on cnjradio.com the home of all things rock culture of course speaking of pete last but not least we'd like to thank pete and the guys from space beard for the awesome outro playing a gig this weekend as of this recording and that's really exciting once again to know that space beard is out there doing it and i love it great band go go listen to them online they're they're really good actually and where you can hear them is on facebook.com slash band there's a link to purchase their latest album gone and of course tell them the rock strikes 10 sent you and you heard them on here because you're about to hear them here on the best outro in the business all right i'm gonna go ahead and get out of here we'll see you on the next one have fun (laughs) 